that was like me in the middle of the woods late at night. Everyone's having a good good time, and I go to piss and then come back without pants or shirt or anything else on, and that kind of awkward, you know. You know, it's you a good see. way to start out this episode. Yeah, I like it. My dick is always a good way to start anything, except for a kid's birthday party. That is, I don't even know what to say to that right now. It's facts. Well, it is facts. You're right. Uh, your penis is not where we need to start a kid's birthday party. Yeah. Not where you need to end it either. <sighs> that is correct. Definitely correct. Ah, that's good beer. Yeah. So I want to bring up a topic that I've been kind of researching. Scientology. Yeah. I want to get your take on it and I want to see what you think of it. I think a lot about it. It's intrigued me not to say that I want to join, but to try and understand what they're doing. Because this is a multi-billion dollar corporation is what I see. Yeah, it's kind of like it's uh, a pyramid scheme posing as a religion. I don't even know if I'd call it a pyramid scheme because you don't benefit anybody above or below you. You're benefiting yourself, and all the money gets funneled to one person. Yeah, but by pulling other people in and getting them to be involved, that increases your clout and your standing within the group. Yeah, yeah. They uh, because look, who's who's their biggest pull? Who's the person that is the, like the face of Scientology? Well, it's it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. And look, who is the most like? A lot of people would say he's even more powerful than the guy currently running it. And I I kind of feel that way. Um, I know that they've had some talks about blackmail. You know, people ask often, why why is John Travolta in Scientology still? Why is Tom Cruise in Scientology still? Mm-hmm. And I, I find it interesting because if you watch the documentary Going Clear... You it, find out why. It, well, yes and no. Because you also find out that both Tom and John stepped away and were brought back to it. Mm-hmm. And for what reason? You know, is it, uh, you know, in the words of, of Leah Remini, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's the power. Because it makes them almost like godlike. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if they were just regular people, they would have to fight for themselves. There is that. There is also so part of the the like one of the methods that Scientology uses as part of you know treatment. One of their sessions that they do uh, the audit, the audit, right? And with the e meter, yeah. But do you know what one of the things they're required to do during the audit is? Confess, right, right. And and everything that they confess is written down, and they keep this ongoing file of everything you tell them. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me wonder, you know, are these people held up because of blackmail, because of something they've confessed? No. There's there's certain people that get into it, like uh, Leah Remini and other celebrities that get into it because they're impressionable. Uh, well, Leah Remini, she was real young. Yeah, her like, mother got her involved in mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of, she was just, that was what she was born into. Well, she wasn't born into it, uh, so. Or bred into it, I should say. Yeah, so she was younger. Her mom got married to a guy, and uh, he got him into it, both of them, and then took off on him. He Mm -hmm. left, and they stayed. I mean, she spent millions of dollars with this church. And to me, I mean, I don't, she doesn't have a reason to lie about it. She's not going to get her money back. She already knows that. No, but you gotta you gotta ask the question of why did she walk away? Because play devil's advocate, she she could get something out of it. Because look, she's kind of reinvigorated her career because now she's talking about the fact that she was a Scientologist. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would say reinvigorated her career. I well, mean, it's it, not like she's landing huge roles because she came out and talked about Scientology. Well, no, but she's doing interviews and she's being part of documentaries and she's been a 
part of a documentary. I think the interviews, yeah. I mean, she was on several podcasts. Uh, and then there was the A&E show. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the, the, the big deal. But, um, you know, several several of the leaders of the church have, have stepped away from the church. And they all have the same story. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, of uh, power and abuse. People that get locked up and then, you know, or there's... It was a, a crime committed against the church. Yeah. And the, and the ethics committee sentenced them to the hole is what they called it and put them in these double wide trailers with bars on the windows and doors and just left them there. Yeah. Sea org. Well, no, that's, that's the organization that that's like the church clergy, mm-hmm. but they have staff that are kept on the ship. It's not a ship anymore. Well, it was now it, it, it was. Yeah. 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 It's a, uh, most of the sea org is, um, I mean, they're kind of spread out, but you sign you sign a contract mm-hmm. to be a part of the Sea Org, the Sea Organization, if you will, for a billion years. Yeah, a billion mm-hmm. with a B. Yeah, and I guess some lawyers have looked at this contract, and it's pretty legit. I mean, obviously, it's not going to hold up for no. anything, but you know, it's written out. I mean, this guy that created this was back in the 50s, right? Yeah, he was actually, like, he was a fiction writer. Science fiction, yep. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of, I was watching another documentary where um, they had his wife on it. Actually, it was the the going clear. She, His wife, his ex-wife, is on Mm -hmm. it talking about it. And how he had made comments, um, you know, because he was kind of a failing science fiction writer. Yeah. And his idea was, I need to create a religion so I can make money and keep it from the government. And then all of a sudden, Dianetics shows up. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, being a kid in the 80s, and there was Dianetics, was a, there was a commercial for it that would show up during the 80s. Like and an, it, a late night infomercial. Yeah, and it was, uh, I forget pretty much everything about the commercial except for there was the book, and in the background there was a volcano going off. Right, and the vol- do you understand the volcano? Yes, I understand about the spirits coming out of the volcano after they were dumped in there, which we'll get to that, what, you know. Right, so I want you to go in and tell me what you know about Scientology, because um, obviously I, don't, I didn't know really anything about it other than it was kind of cult-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of an upper echelon religion, and I know that most people that look at it are like, what in the fuck are these guys doing? Most of what I know about it comes from, uh, oddly enough, uh, South Park, mm-hmm. because they touched on it. Well, I think I think a lot of those shows like that have Family Guy, uh, South Park. Um, I believe The Simpsons even did a, a spoof yeah. on it. Which, uh, South Park, they, they actually did like a background of the faith uh-huh. and what it's all based on. Uh, that and I also I'm kind of interested in stuff like you know cults and serial killers. Right. So I've done a lot of research on you know line. I've read a lot of true crime books, and I went down the rabbit hole on the uh, the old uh, not not the dark web, but we'll call it the deep web. Mm-hmm. Not like criminal stuff, but just like cool, interesting sites that are kind of out of the way, kind of hidden in the code, and uh, you can yeah you go down the rabbit hole, start learning about this stuff. So. so. So have you ever thought about signing up to get literature on it to absolutely more, fucking to, not to get more information on it? No fucking way. Cause my understanding is once you put your name on the list, it's on the list. Like I'm, I'm glad my full name is my full name on the podcast. No. Like, yeah. See, there you go. Could be. Fuck that. I'll tell you what, an ultimate prank would be signing somebody up. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that'd be <laughs> real fun. That, that'd be good times. Who should we do that to? I'm just kidding. Seriously, leave a comment and we'll we'll think about it. I I know the two people we should do it to because they would probably get off on having that kind of power. That's <laughs> uh, it's probably pretty true. Um, but yeah, uh, so the whole story begins with what what 75 million years ago. Yeah, and I forget the guy's name who is like the overlord that's yeah, responsible yeah. for it. Zenu or yep, Zenu the. Galactic Overlord. Yeah. Galactic Emperor, whatever you call him. I forget. And 
he was kind of the the ruler uh and for population control he started freezing people mm. he injected them he injected their hearts with a glycol to mm-hmm. freeze them put them in boxes put them on planes and then shipped them to in intergalactic 747s is what they are well it was actually like a d 16 if you watch any of the L. Ron Hubbard stuff, he actually describes that during this time, it was a lot like the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. People were driving the same cars, walked down streets that looked the same, uh, clothing was the same. It's it's weird. He's telling this story about a time 75 million years ago that just so happens to mimic the time that he's in right now. Yeah, like Star Wars. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but they have spaceships and... Right. So his his intergalactic or his intergalactic planes resembled a very specific plane that was around in the fifties and it yeah. was like a fighter jet or whatever. And so he packaged these people up on these air ships and shipped them to and I can't think of the name of the planet. It was Earth, but mm-hmm. it had a different name, like Tiatu or something like that. Yeah, Klatu Verana Nikto or something. Ah, who knows? Nosferatu. Yeah, that works. But anyway, and then dropped them into volcanoes. Yep. And yeah. then blew them up with... Nuclear bombs. I don't know. Right? It was nuclear, carbon it was, bombs or, or... It was, But it was like spiritual nuclear bombs was... Yeah, so when basically when these things blew up, their spirits came out of the volcanoes and floated around. They were called Thetans. Thetans. And anytime a baby was born these Thetans would attach themselves to the baby. Yeah, they pass through everything else, but they attach to us. And that's what causes all of the negative in our life. Yeah, they think that causes addiction, depression. Everything. um, You know, I think they even believe it causes homosexuality, all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and everything everything can be cured through Scientology, through going clear. Mm -hmm. But what gets me is you got to pay... You got to pay before you get the literature. Yeah, and it's like subs- subscription levels. Right, right. So you have the first half, which is all these classes you take, 50, 75, mm-hmm. 100. You know, they kind of go up as you move up the ladder, and, mm-hmm. and you're crossing what they call the bridge. Yeah, but the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, but it's the the genius of the con is that you have to get, like, balls deep. You have to get to the point deep in it where in order for you to back out you would look like a jackass before they tell you all the actual stuff behind it right because i think that was part of leah remini's thing is like when she finally found out what was behind the curtain you know about you know the xenu and all that stuff she was like what the hell mom yeah i think a lot of people did that uh and it's kind of she said that she was getting the information for for what they call ot levels which is past being clear Mm-hmm. And then you get the OT levels, and it's OT 1 through 8. Yeah. Uh, OT 8 is the highest you can achieve. Um, Tom Cruise is obviously an OT 8. Yeah. Uh, Leah Remini's mom is also an OT 8. Mm-hmm. She made it to OT 5 before she had finally stepped out of this. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm looking up the uh, the bridge here. And so they call it. The bridge to total freedom, mm. right? And it's, it's, I mean, it's this huge document that just labels out everything. And all this came from one guy's mind just to make money. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that stuff has been added to the faith and the organization since L. Ron Hubbard first came up with it. Oh, you know what? Hmm. So looking on here right now, and I don't know how old this is, but they're showing there is a higher level now. There is OT9. No, OT... Oh, shoot, hold on. They might have created that specifically for Cruz. No, 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 because he's an OT8. Well, There's but, OT10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 now. There's an OT15. Here's the thing, though. I don't buy what anyone says about Tom Cruise's status. Right. Because, I mean, he is, for all intents and purposes, the face of Scientology. So, 
how do we know he's not secretly running the whole thing? He could be. Um, how, just... However, based on all the people that have come out and spoke against Scientology, mm. they have said that David Miscavige is mm. the guy behind the curtain. He's the wizard. Yeah. You know? Um, and it, it really does kind of seem like a follow the yellow brick road to a, a wizard of who knows what the hell we're getting into. Hey, I mean, people are get drunk on power. Look at Chloe from uh, Smallville. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, the whole the whole pay, like I said, you can you can sign up and it's like fifty bucks to start, you know, and then it just moves on up and and to even make your way into the, I mean, you have to pay. Mm-hmm. You can't get the information until you pay. Yep. The hell? And then uh, you start reading some of this stuff. And, you know, they obviously they have to do the e-meter, which looks like two soup cans. It's the best way they described it. Yeah, you hold them. And somebody's watching a needle move. It's like half of a lie detector or a third of a lie detector. Yeah. And, you know, they, they think it's your thought that they're reading. And, and that they can go back to previous lives and oh. read your thoughts. Oh yeah, I believe in order to actually be a counselor and to do the uh, audits, it like takes years to get you like your certification at it. Oh yeah, and well, and once you once you go clear mm-hmm. and start moving to the OT levels, you start self auditing yourself. Yeah, you're auditing the Thetans to get rid of them from your body. Yeah. That's some fucking next level shit. Well, and here's the thing. I've never heard anyone say this, but what if they're right? Like, just devil's advocate. Because look at Tom Cruise. I'm not going to lie. Tom Cruise is the shit. I like him. I like all of his... He's a great actor. I like all of his movies. Now, my whole thing is, when it comes to celebrities and their weird shit, as long as they're not shoving it in my face... Yeah, I don't care. And I don't I don't feel like he does. No. I like, mean I've seen obviously... videos of him for the church. Right. But it was all like internal stuff that got leaked. Right. Uh and there was times where he's been on like Oprah doing the weird uh couch dance. Couch dance. And also he was talking about like Brooke Shields taking a medication for postpartum depression. Stuff like that. But it was never like he was never like in my face going, If you're not a Scientologist, you're a piece of shit. You know what gets me though is so clearly you have Tom Cruise, who's very open about being a Scientologist, right? Uh, I mean... I mean, he's, he's just come out and said, I'm a Scientologist, and he firmly believes in L. Ron Hubbard's creation. Yeah, I'd, I'd still say he's like, he doesn't deny it, but I don't, I don't think he's like... I don't think about he's pushing it, no. Yeah. But you don't really see that from John Travolta. No. I mean, he's he he's kind of a quiet in the back... Of the church kind of guy. Yeah, he has no interest in which, I mean, I I probably imagine that'll continue. And because his wife just passed right. from cancer. Right. And I mean, now, I, was she was she also a Scientologist? Yes. Okay. As far as I as far as I know, unless I mean, I. Yeah, because if she had left the church, they would have required him to, like, break contact with. Yeah, her. And they call that disconnecting. Yeah. And it's like it could be your own child. But like the second they're out, well, you're, so you're excommunicated. For example, David Miscarriage's dad he was he was in Scientology for 42 years, mm-hmm. right? Way back when, and uh, his son joined the Sea Org when he was 16. Dropped out of school to do this, mm-hmm. um, and worked right up there with L. Ron Hubbard. In fact, he was a assistant camera guy. Because L. Ron Hubbard wanted to make movies. Yeah. We'll go into that one here. Um, John Travolta's famous classic. Oh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, yeah. God, it was so good. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. But it was it's like a cult classic comedy. But have you ever read the book? No. It could have been a great flick. Probably could have been. It's like, honestly, they could have it could have been bigger than Independence Day. You think so? Yeah, because I mean, look look at the film. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of the same kind of uh, patriotic throwback stuff. Right. You know the 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 downtrodden kind of plebeians learning how to fly the jets and stuff, taking on the alien menace. This basically this film would be like if it would be like a sequel to Independence Day if we lost the first one. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. It's been years 
since I watched it. Yeah, the the movie is horrible, but it would they could have done a really good job with it. Yeah, I don't like I said. So you go back to David David Miscavige Miscavige. Mm-hmm. That'll be a terrible last name. Yeah. Um, he worked right up there with L. Ron Hubbard up until L. Ron Hubbard's death in the mid '80s, and he stepped in as the leader. Um, it wasn't like he got voted in. It wasn't like they chose him. He just kind of took it upon himself to say, hey, I'm the leader. I'm going to yeah. take us to the next level. You know? Well, it's it, kind of like a like a crime family thing where it's like, mm-hmm. might, might not have been any like structure involved, but it might have just been understood with the power he wielded because a lot of the people that would listen to L. Ron Hubbard would have defaulted to him and would be the kind of people, because you, I mean... Well, based on based on the, the interviews and stuff, uh, it wasn't it wasn't a ladder, and I mean, it was he he basically said, and I guess there was there was some power struggle, mm-hmm. and he just was the purveyor that came out on top. Yeah, um, but his dad, I think in two thousand seven, walked away walked away from the church, and his son won't talk to him. Yeah, I mean, he can't see his grandkids i mean nothing yeah um his wife shelly miscavige nobody knows where she's at that's a whole nother deal yeah there was something like they like the authorities were to get involved because they wanted to speak to her because people reported her missing and well leah remini reported her missing Mm. and supposedly uh some people talked to her some attorneys talked to her and she wrote a statement that said, I am fine. I don't want to be found. Just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But nobody has any physical proof that they talk to her. They won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. People have their ideas. Obviously, they she's either dead or she's being held captive in an underground bunker. Um, I believe it's the – there's a one of their bases, gold base or bronze base or mm-hmm. – baseball base i'm not sure but they've got an underground bunker where they've got people working around the clock to inscribe l ron hubbard's writing in titanium plates to protect it for the future yeah i mean these people are going fucking insane dude insane wait did you say going insane well they've they've passed they've they've been insane (laughs) yeah i mean put it this way even if l ron hubbard was like the prophet and like the Thetans all got together and spoke through him at one time, and he came up with a completely accurate telling of what happened seventy five million years ago. Right. All these people today are fucking nuts. <laughs> because I mean, you see, you see Christian fun- fundamentalists all the time who take you know the Bible and just go ape shit with it, and think they need to like purge the earth of all like unclean people. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just it, it's a it's such a strange thing. Um, I've always found cults kind of fascinating. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if you can call it a cult yet because it hasn't really been determined. It has uh, all the structures and workings of a cult. But it does. Um, you know, I watched that uh, Netflix series on the uh, deal down there in Texas. Um, gosh dang it. I'm gonna... The Waco? Yeah, Waco. That, yep. David Crush. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, I didn't know much about it. Uh, and then I started researching it after I watched it, and it, it's some strange stuff. Yeah, you know. Then you have shouldn't have necessarily had the authorities killing no, children, no, but no. And I honestly think that they did a good job portraying both sides. Um, I think, and I, I again, just from what I read, is is a lot of that that went on from the authority side was, was pretty accurate in the, in the show. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, these guys were fucking tear gassing them and shooting them out. And yeah. Shot a woman holding a baby mm-hmm. or no, it was that that was Ruby Ridge. Well, that, that it happened in uh, Waco too. And then yeah. Ruby Ridge was here in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, which again, I had no idea about. So I do like that. Some of this stuff's coming to light. Cause I, I was younger you know, yeah, and I've never really followed any of that stuff. You just took for um, granted that it was like a clean shooting. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one uh, that started in Oregon a couple uh, years ago. Well, no, it was it was a while ago, but they ended up moving down to South America. Uh, 
they had the shit. It was the ones that drink the Kool Aid. Oh. Uh, but they had a Earth. Net, so what is it? They had a, a Netflix documentary on that one as well that I watched. And, you know, to hear these people talk that come out of this, mm-hmm. it's like fuck, man. You guys did some fucking shit. Yeah. You know the Manson people. That's another one. Dude, ta- even the interviews they have with these girls that are still in prison, right? Mm-hmm. They still are fucking psycho. Fucking Charlie, man. I mean, they're just like in love with this guy. Like they would, they would still to this day. It's all for Charlie. If one of them said, "Oh, Charlie spoke to me," does that make you feel better though that they were so crazy over a short guy? I don't know. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. He was a little dude. I don't know. It's just, it's it's a weird deal, man. I, well, like and I said. It's crazy because he, like you have other cults where like, you know, he got them to do all those murders on right. their own. Yeah, he never he never his, actually committed a murder. No, right? his, hand, his hands never got dirty. Now, they did charge him with murder. Mm. Well, yeah, because yeah, he was the conspirator. He was right. the mastermind. But it's uh, Scientology, though. I mean, they've still ruined lives. Oh, yeah, definitely. They've, you know, broken apart families. Uh, and it's like you said, it's a little dubious in some cases whether or not they directly caused people to like disappear. Yeah, Danny Masterson is a Scientologist, and he Laura, recently Laura Prepon. Yeah, Pre- Laura Prepon is, mm-hmm. which she is. She's not really open about it. She actually got pulled into it because she was dating uh, Danny Masterson's brother, Chris Masterson, I believe it is, okay. who was the oldest brother on Malcolm in the Middle. So she was dating him because she met him through his brother, and then she got involved in the church. Uh, whether or not she's like still like super actively involved, I don't know. Well, I know that they're saying that obviously the counts are down um, for church members, mm-hmm. but their real estate portfolio is still growing. Oh yeah, because people sign over their property to them eventually. Well, no, they so they get all this money. And because they're a not-for-profit organization, mm-hmm. they got to spend it, right? Yeah. And so they have all these high-end real estates all over the world mm-hmm. that are just sitting empty. It's like a fucking backup in case David Miscavige has got to run. Yeah. Well, but there is also, like you're talking about the people signing up for Sea Org for Life, and then they're going on location. Well, part of that kind of stuff, people that do that, is they sign over like their property to the church. Right. I'm going to say this wrong, but the other one from Oregon that I was talking about, the, the Rajanishis, mm-hmm. this one. I don't know how to say that, but there was a documentary on those ones. Yeah. Um, again, same thing. It was like a hippie peace loving, you know, they all followed this guy and he was fucking psycho. Yeah, they all. It all starts off under the guise of like, like free love, expression of self, you know, searching of the soul, stuff like that. And over time, it kind of gets whether or not it was always that underneath the surface, or whether the person gets drunk on power, it eventually turns uh, malicious into where it's just one person using other people. And at a certain point, these people are all part of a herd. And they they basically pass a point of no return where it's like, I have basically alienated everybody in my life. They've sold their soul. All they have is the group think. Right. So, and when you when you talk about people like high up like Tom Cruise or Travolta or any of them, it's like you said, like that's a kind of power where it's like, Tom Cruise could go to like you know a Scientology event and the people they have from Scientology that are like bottom of the barrel, like he could you know put a cigarette out on their face and they'd be forced to smile the whole way through. Well, and I guess that is kind of how it is. And all of all of his people that work for him mm-hmm. are all part of the C organization. They're all mm-hmm. Scientologists, and, yeah. and these people are making like fifteen bucks a week between six and forty cents an hour, and they and they agree to that. Mm-hmm. And because they sign a contract, it doesn't it doesn't bring up any labor law issues mm-hmm. because they agreed to work for that price. Yeah, and these guys are working like. You know, 16, 18 hours a day or more. Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts. Well, it's, you remember the arc from the hotel we worked at, right? Yeah. It's basically like that. 
it's you have people who are i mean obviously if you're if you're putting yourself through this to be part of this organization you have a mental illness uh you have something either diagnosed or undiagnosed whatever and you're basically being used for someone else's betterment because of your own ignorance yeah because i don't see i mean i don't see how any of these other people are really obtaining anything from the church other than they think they're going clear. Well, probably it might have something to do with like, I've never looked into all the paperwork contracts, whatnot, but I wouldn't be surprised if the wording is something that it's kind of like a, in the next life or whatever type of thing that they earn their place in the upper echelon. Well, it has to be. I mean, you think about signing a billion year contract. Mm -hmm. That's multiple. I mean, that's, that's an eternity. Yeah. Especially when you think like a normal life is, you know, what's the life expectancy these days? 70? Nah, I think it's like 80 years. Still. 80 to a billion. Yeah. I mean, you're talking quite a few lifetimes. Yeah. You better get your shit together in the first lifetime. Well, if you're signing a contract that says you get a billion years, that's a pretty good contract. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to work for the same person or same group for a billion years probably like to try something a little different yeah probably but yeah it's it's crazy and i highly if you haven't watched it i highly recommend watching that that documentary uh going clear i'm good it's, it's written by uh like i said uh i can't think of the guy's name but he was one of the upper guys that left and did this and decided he needed to step up and bring light to all the abuse and stuff in the church yeah that's kind of like that's kind of like a car crash and I've kind of seen enough of the scene to know that I'm I'm good. Yeah. It's I don't know. There was a lot, like I said, just there was a lot in that that was eye opening. Mm. Weird. But anyway, that's all I got on that. Um we can bullshit about something else now. Uh yeah, any other crazy cults or any other crazy cults? Yeah. Hollywood in general. <laughs> that is a cult. No, I mean, I've got other ones we could discuss, but I mean, they've pretty much, you know, lost it out. Well, like a lot of people talk about them and there's none that are like currently going on. Other than uh, Scientology. Heaven's Gate. What's that one? That's the one that Brazil, the Kool-Aid. Oh, right, 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 right. I believe so. I, you might have to fact check me on that. Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate. I, think... I believe that's the one with the shoes and... Let's take a look here. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's sad the fact that you have to be like is th is this that one cult or is this another cult that killed themselves in oh. had TikTok on so it nice came on when I nice. undid my phone. Don't judge me. Oh, I'm not I'm not judging. Well, let's see. So yeah, Heaven's Gate religious group. That looks like they're still around. Maybe. Mm. No, maybe not. No, there was one that where I think there were some people left over after it happened, but I don't think they still stayed like the com Marshall in Applewhite the cult. and yeah, who was Bonnie Nettles were the founders. Yeah, they were they were quite the pair. They really fed off each other. Where he was like at the end, he thought he was like a gender neutral alien. Uh, Nineteen ninety seven, as Hale Bop reached its closest distance to the Earth. Applewhite and 38 of his followers drank a lethal mixture of, I'm going to say this wrong again, but uh, phenol, phenol, Benthanol or something? Yeah, it's like phenobarbitual oh, and vodka, and they lay down to die, mm -hmm. hoping to leave their body. Men, women, and children. Containers enter the alien spacecraft. And pass through Heaven's Gate, Jesus. Yeah, you can actually listen to audio of of them talking about and actively uh, poisoning the children. Really? Yeah, they recorded it. Wow. Wow. Seeing it there. Uh, yeah. If you watch when David Miscavige came out and talked about L. Ron Hubbard's death, he talks about how L. Ron Hubbard left his body. His spirit left his body to go fight the As fight. Like maybe he'll come back. And and find mm -hmm. the next level. I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll come back. It'd be crazy if, if he did. I bet he'd be like, I fucking told you so. Well, think about it. 
how many people that profess to be religious or, you know, Christian, whatever, and they're, they're just going through the motions. They say it because of like family purposes, maybe even work, whatever, just because they need something to believe. They're not like true believers, let's say. Right. Jesus comes back. Like imagine him, what the, those people's reactions are going to be. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time with religion in general. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because I mean, I've I've seen enough of the dirty underside of the world to know that, like, you know, you see what like is done to kids all across the world every day, and it's, it's kind of hard to believe. How do you how do you prove one is right? You can't. They won't they go off feeling, you know, and and. I've always been kind of a the proof is in the pudding type of deal, mm-hmm. which supposedly Scientology was was that. Um, but to, to be honest, there's there's no proof in that pudding. There's just Kool Aid mixed with phenobarbitual. Phenobarbitual. I don't know if that's what. It's well, it's funny because I always thought it was crazy they called it Scientology when there's like no hard science behind any of it. Well, and that's the thing. Like L. Ron Hubbard tried to link what he was doing with science. The whole e-meter thing was his his reasoning for the science behind it. And it's like, well, first of all, you were known as a science fiction writer, mm-hmm. number one. And then number two, you just woke up one day and were like, I've got this idea. Who? Well, first of all, who the fuck's channeling him? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody came to him in his sleep and said, Write this. Write this. Write this. Nobody. Mm. He just wrote a fucking book, and people were like, oh, my fucking God. And and a lot of the people that are in it that have stepped away have said, in the beginning, the self-help stuff that's in the books mm. is really good. I mean, it's it's it does help you, which mm-hmm. I get. Um, but it's like the further on you get, the more fucked up it gets. Mm-hmm. Just... It's so you, I mean, you say it, the guy was a science fiction writer who then became the prophet for a religion. But that's what I'm saying. Is he a prophet if nobody told him? Well, but, but, or is he just, he's just the the founder. Think about it. He is a science fiction writer Mm -hmm. who then becomes the prophet of a religion because he suddenly has the answers that no one else has. It would be like, well, I'm saying, where's he getting these, where's he getting the answers? Mm -hmm. He is a science fiction writer. Right, he made it up. Exactly. I know that's that's what I'm saying. I know, but, but it's all like these no people, one... all these people believe that he is. You know, I get it. Like people read the Bible and they're like, Jesus wrote this, right? Well, or, no, or somebody wrote it. In retrospect, Jesus Jesus talked to him. The thirteen apostles wrote it. Okay, through the through the word of God. Right. So, I mean, you have something, you know, somebody mm. connected to somebody who said, you need to write this down, right? The Thetans. Uh, they spoke through him. I don't know. It's fucking weird, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to be on a lot of fucking drugs. Yeah, or you're not and you should be. I kind of want to sign up for it and just see how much literature I can get out of it. You are you are exactly the wrong type of person that should be signing up for literature from Scientology. Why? Because you already are that kind of person. Like it, you could be a cult leader. Well, I, I wouldn't follow I, you, but you, well, you might. No, I'm not the type that would join a cult. Well, you say that now. No, I'm like I I don't have that personality type. You say that now, but you could. No, there are certain personality types that can't just they don't go for that. They don't not go yet. The, we can <laughs> no. So, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, not going to like a Best Western or Holiday Inn to hear about some conference you want to take me to. What if I'm the one putting on the conference and I want you to help me? What if What if you and I founded a cult together? No, because there can only be a top dog. There could be top dogs. I mean, we could be the the. What do they call that? The no, because the pioneers yeah. of the two man cult. Yeah, and two everyone, guys. Everyone would think we were gay. In this day and age, 
you can't use that. In fact, that might give us more followers. We could be, we could start a new, we could be together, but also have our significant others. Yeah, it's a hard pass, bud. Are you sure? Yeah, it's a hard pass. Here, here's the thing, though. If we ever did wind up in a situation where we all took the, you know, fent- the, the fentanyl, you know, whatever to kill ourselves. Right. Did you just, it's not fentanyl, I would, but fentanyl is what Prince died from. Yeah, and George Floyd. Uh, but I would. It's debatable. Not according to the coroner. So what I would do is I would make sure that you took the lethal dose first. And then you would just leave? No, I would. Well, yeah. After you desecrated my body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say I would take mine and then I would come up behind your corpse, pull down your pants and like pull mine down and then just like leave us like that. That's really fucked, dude. Just knowing that like the FBI would find me just with like with not even inside, but just like buried between the cheeks. That would. Oh, oh, that'd be epic. But yeah, yeah, I'd probably just take a picture of that pose and then just leave and call the authorities. Good times. So I was watching a another. It was a YouTube video actually. There's a guy on there. Have you have you seen the videos with the glitter bomb? The guy that created the glitter bomb. I think so. For package thieves. Yeah, and like he does it like where it sounds like a shotgun going off. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's done a couple of these boxes now. He do, he makes twelve videos a year. He's a like, I don't want to say retired. Hey, bud, you know what it's time for? What time is it? It's time for another beer. <laughs> uh, I know it just drives you nuts. Yeah, a little bit. It just drives you up the wall. Anywho, uh, so he does videos on crazy gadgets like he built a giant nerf gun a a super soaker that looked like you know the old school one with the white white tube and it had the green like the original super soaker Mm -hmm. he built like a giant one that had the pressure of like a pressure washer and like shattered glass he built some pretty cool stuff but he used to be like a, a rocket scientist at nasa yeah and so he did one uh P and G Procter and Gamble. I didn't realize he worked there. I thought he was a rocket scientist at Walmart. (laughs) Could have been SpaceX. That's true. Same. Anywho. So a guy worked at Procter and Gamble. He was like their laundry soap scientist guy. He had a fucking smart person name, but I'm not even going to pretend to remember. Mm -hmm. He was trying to figure out how to separate dirt from dirty laundry water mm. to basically keep water clean, right? Well, he inevitably came up with this powder that you can dump into muddy, murky, nasty-ass water and shake it, and after about five minutes, it starts separating, and there's three parts to it where it will uh, basically have the mud-dirt molecules stick together, and then it will wrap another molecule around those so that they get heavy and separate from the water Mm -hmm. and then it will release chlorine that will kill the bacteria to like 99.999% yeah because it's drinkable yeah you can do what they call like if you put like a I think it's like a bottle caps worth in like a bathtub of water it'll kill all the microorganisms and you can drink it within like three days yeah so well this this stuff I mean this five minutes and it's drinking water Mm -hmm. I mean straight mud in the bottom and drinking water on the top separates yep. it and they make it in these little packs and uh looks like it looks like one little pack will do about a bottle of water does it look like a tide pod no no it's it's in a little kind of like a kool-aid pack but smaller oh okay anywho so the guy kind of did a, a little deal on it because he felt pretty good about it i mean they make this they cost some you know pennies to make I think mm-hmm. he said six cents or something a package yeah. And they sell it for less than that. They're I mean, obviously they're not making a profit on this project. And which is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, they're I, they're trying to make potable water for a lot for, of people. For the world. Yeah. And I'm so he meets with Bill Gates. Oh no. Meets with Bill Gates. And Bill Gates actually had a pretty good theory behind why uh aid is helpful to third world countries. I don't necessarily agree with the whole fact because I don't think that they take I don't think that they take the aid the way he thinks. Um, 
that in essence it was, you know, you have a country that's spending so much time on trying to find clean water, right? Mm-hmm. Just just to drink water. If you had a product that these guys go down and get crappy water and instantly make it drinkable, they have more time to spend on education, on taking care of themselves, on making the country better, mm-hmm. right? Moving it to the next level. I don't think they do that. I I think it would be cool if they did. I mean, if if you had a country that we provided aid to and they took that aid and then bettered themselves enough to where they no longer needed aid, mm-hmm. that's a good deal. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see that happening, though. You know what no. I mean? Well, a lot of places will get complacent, just like how... Uh... Millennials. <laughs> Yeah, but I was going to say, like, the world in general gets complacent because we have bases all over the world for our allies and stuff, and we kind of have their backs right? Uh, to where they don't have to have their military as big because we're there. And then you'll see people in their country talk about, oh, look at how big, you know, America's military is. I'm like, yeah, because we're kind of peacekeeping a big portion of the world. Like, I saw an exchange on Facebook a while back, and it was uh, it was a two... Uh, two carriers in the sea next to each other. Mm-hmm. One was from England. One was from the U.S. Uh, and someone from Britain was uh, talking about the size of the American ship going, wow, U.S., compensating for something. And someone from here was like, yeah, compensating for weak allies. Oh, That's a pretty good burn. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. Yee, uh, yee. <laughs> that was a terrible yee, yee. Yeah. Yee, yee. That's better. Yeah, I don't want to blow out the... Blow out the listeners' eardrums. Yeah. What were we talking about? The U.S. naval. Well, well no, but allies, we, weak allies. But what what got us to that? Uh, well, we were talking about aid from our country to other countries, and, and yeah. hoping that that aid actually made the country yeah better themselves to the point where they didn't need aid. Yeah. But I don't. I don't really see that. I don't. I don't see a lot of countries that are going to take the aid and better themselves. I think they're going to take the aid and keep taking it, keep taking it. Yeah. And I, and that's what I, I disagreed with Bill Gates. I disagree with Bill Gates on a lot of stuff such as, uh, his, Ooh, ooh, let me guess. I'm going to guess. Is it the population control through vaccines? Uh, yeah, that's some creepy shit, bud. Kind of reminds me of Scientology. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. I personally, I, I, I do not believe in population control. I do not believe that anyone should be trying to orchestrate either a higher or lesser population through their wealth or their position in government. Just want to make that clear. But I do believe that there are too many people on the planet. Potentially. Well, think about it. We've grown population. Exponentially. Yeah. 800% in the last hundred years. Well, I mean, but again, technology, technology, I think has, has prompted that growth. Yeah. Well, just industrialization of the planet. Right. The the safer everywhere becomes, the less that Darwin's, you know, Fucking theory Darwin's. of evolution and survival of the fittest goes away. Well, cuz right now the fittest don't survive. Well, it's like how many people have asthma? I one in a lot. Like one in let's say one in 10. Right. So there's a tenth of the population that would be at risk and then maybe figure like a quarter of those would at some point in their lives find themselves in a situation where they just couldn't stop it and they would not be able to breathe and pass. Right. Now I'm not saying that people with asthma should go, but I'm saying because of the way we have developed society, the weakest are protected even so that everyone basically population keeps growing. Yeah. The population keeps growing and also just people's behavior, you know, uh, the sexual revolution, stuff like that. A lot more, per, yeah, a lot more promiscuous, whatever you want to call it, sex going on, people having sex out of wedlock, a lot more babies, yeah, we get it. <laughs> uh, add to that the fact that the family unit has gone away so that, you know, the government has been footing the bill for a lot of these, you know, single parent households. Yeah. If it was, you know, if the family was still a cohesive unit like it used to be, having that many people might not be as big a deal. But it's just a disconjointed mess. Well, and I think that just the cost of living has gone so fucking far high that, you yeah. You know, it's it's harder to be a single parent. I'm not, and I am grateful for that every day because I might have to make somebody else take my child, which is crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, you used to be able to you used to be able to pay for like a family of four on a single salary. Oh yeah, I mean, you had stay at home moms regularly or stay at home dads. You know, we want to be equal. No, hopefully my wife's listening because I'll be a stay at home dad all day long. There wasn't stay at home dads back in the day. Shut up! Shut uh, up! We're, it's progression. No, it's trying to rewrite history. Okay, well, either way, progression is where we're headed. Stay-at-home dads is a new thing. It's a power mom. That's what they're called, power moms. And if that's not a thing, it should be. Because I would totally be with a power mom. Is that, oh, I thought that was some Kool-Aid. It, it, well, it, I love you, babe. I hope you're not listening to this. You're so good to me. She's totally not listening. You should hope not. Well, either way, I said good things about her. Mm-hmm. So I probably should. Episode two? You, you made a good parrot. Parent or parrot? Parrot. Oh, because I'm saying what she wants me to say? Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to start calling her Jeff Dunham. Because <laughs> I'm her puppet. Yeah. True that. Well, I know you think I'm her puppet, but I really don't think I am. Okay. Are you just saying that? No. Sounds like you're trying to be my puppet right now. Dance. No, I do not want to be your marionette puppet. Well, it's fine. You're married. You gotta, you gotta say what you gotta say to get by. I get it. That's why I'm, I'm free and clear. Get, I only have my mom to bust me around. Get by. Yeah, you know, you have to, you have to. What does it call it? You have to happy go wife, along. Happy life. Yeah, you have to go along to get along. It's happy wife, happy life. Yeah, you know, that's how I live my life. Just don't ask her because she'll tell you I'm lying. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a good sesh, my friend. And, yeah. Uh, till the next time. Bye. All right, folks, we're out. Bye.